I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. I think of uh, Einstein's spooky action at a distance. Yes. He, he observed how two molecules could communicate at a distance instantaneously. He could not understand that. He was stuck on electromagnetic theory. You cannot define instantaneous communication of two objects at a distance by way of electricity or magnetism. It's not an electromagnetic event. This is not electromagnetic physics. This is not Newtonian physics. This is a new branch of physics, which is non-physical. This is consciousness, the mind of God. And that's what I've gotten myself involved in. We have an ongoing clinical study in Delhi, India. We're working with an HIV community by the name of Om Prakash, who were at one time HIV positive. After submitting their photographs to us, people report that they feel better. And everybody who's had a follow-up polymerase chain reaction test, everybody reports that there's no viral load. That, everyone, is Tom Palladino. I hope you are ready to have your mind blown because that is exactly what's going to happen today. Tom is a scalar energy researcher, and what he does is he harnesses the power of the sun to heal and to treat. Now, I'm going to put a disclaimer here. He does not pretend to be a doctor. You'll say that on, he'll say that on the website. What this is, is a healing modality that was developed by a, an inventor and then the technology was given to him and he's worked on developing it even further. Nikola Tesla spent the latter half of his life, his career, focused on this exact technology, this concept of scalar energy. And if you are a fan of Tesla, if you have read books on Tesla, or you just like the idea of free energy, healing energy without plugging things into walls, this is going to be right up your alley. In this episode, we talk about what specifically is scalar energy and how to explain Einstein's spooky action at a distance. We talk about how this device works with simply a photograph. And there is a special offer. He's offering everyone a free 14 days of this healing device, this healing technology. If you go to scalarlight.com and use the code OPP, uh, this is one of those episodes where if you look through Google and look at Tom's name, you're going to find lots of people that are poo-pooing this, this approach. And that's not surprising. This is way out there. I, but also, if you look at the hundreds of pages of testimonies from people with IBS or cancer or sick pets or... Uh, Crohn's disease, Lyme's disease, you will find that a lot of people have experienced a ton of relief in their life by just sending Tom their picture. This is supposed to blow your mind. It's super fascinating, and I want to just invite you to keep an open mind during this process because uh, I think that Tom is trying to do good in the world, and I think that you'll you'll agree with me when you listen to this to this podcast. You can always find me on Instagram at McCormick. If you have not signed up for the newsletter yet, go to seanmccormick.com, drop your email in the uh, pop-up in the or in the middle of the page and sign up for What's Up Wednesday where I'll give you five nuggets of wisdom, five bullet points, a quote, a conspiracy, not theory, a conspiracy, a health headline, discounts every single week, and a link to the episode that week. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Tom Palladino. That's again, scalarlight.com. And uh, enjoy this fascinating conversation with a fascinating person. Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. 
Whoa. Tom Palladino. And I'm here with Tom Palladino, Scalar Energy Researcher. Tom, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so excited to dive into this with you, and I just have no idea where to start. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you get that a lot, but maybe you can, maybe you, because of your experience and how many times you've done this, maybe you have an idea of where the best place to start is. The best place to start is scalar energy is from the sun and the stars. I'm a scalar energy researcher, and everybody, everybody in the world has expertise in this energy, scalar energy. We just don't realize that we're working with scalar energy. And we'll get into that. But all of you, everybody in the listening audience, you have expertise in this new and emerging science, I promise you. Hmm. That's a good place to start. Uh, you say new and emerging, but I also know that this is not uh, this is not a this is not a new concept that that this is this is rooted in in maybe even esoteric or or pre humanitarian origins. So maybe so let's maybe go let's go into the wayback machine and you can tell us where this begins. Okay. Well, today I'm a scalar energy researcher, and for millennia, people have been scalar energy researchers. What do I mean by that? Synonymous terms are chi, prana, consciousness, life force, om, O-M, om. Well, what am I getting at? This is the energy of the universe. What gives energy to the stars? If you look at the billions upon billions of stars, what is the animating force? Scalar light, scalar energy, what some people might call the life force energy or zero point energy. That's what I'm working with. So I'm not working with electricity. There's no wattage here. This is not a current. I'm working with a different energy dimension, scalar energy. It's much more promising than a flow of electrons. Scalar energy has a near infinite number of possibilities. That's why I've made this a career. You obviously have certain aptitude as an individual to get into this, right? Uh, intuitive capacities, skills you've built, you know, God-given abilities and talents. But the devices that you use are are also central to this. Um, let's maybe start with explaining uh, the devices that, uh, that that you work with. Okay, back in the '90s, I was uh, the good fortune to meet uh, an American inventor, a family by the name of Hieronymus. The Hieronymus family built, fabricated scalar energy instruments. That was my starting point. I was able to buy those scalar energy instruments from the Hieronymus family in the 90s. And therefrom, I've uh, intensified the power. I've, I've learned something about how to use this energy. That family's, every member is deceased. I carry on with that tradition. So these are unique instruments. I'm not tapping into an electrical turn. I'm tapping into the stars. That's what is so unique about this, these instruments. Yes, these, these instruments are an engineering feat in and of, the, of, of themselves, but nonetheless, you do have to have the aptitude for this. You have to say to yourself, well, there must be a different branch of physics. This is not electromagnetic physics. This is not Newtonian physics. This is a new branch of physics, which is non-physical. This is consciousness, the mind of God. And that's what I've got myself involved in a science, a new branch of physics, there's no protons, there's no neutrons with this, with this energy. 
it's consciousness or information. It's quite profound. Mm -hmm. I, th I like to think of the, you know, sort of dis not distilling it because I'm not going to try to attempt to distill this, the, the magnitude of this, but I want to make sort of a connection. You know, I've done podcasts with Dean Radin uh, from uh, Center for Noetic Studies, and I've done podcasts with Bruce Lipton in the past. And, and, and obviously we, we talked about consciousness. We talked about the power of prayer, you know, the monks praying over chocolate to make it more nutritious for the consumers. We've talked about, you know, reprogramming the subconscious mind with Bruce Lipton. And, and I think people, if maybe they didn't hear those, but maybe, but they also probably understand the power of prayer and how prayer uh, is about intention and consciousness. And so as I think of how to make this sticky for people, how to make this accessible for them, are we are we talking about are we talking about miracles here or are we or are we talking about the characterization and application of something that's 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 practical all of the above all of the above you're very astute prayer is scalar energy intention consciousness subconscious mind is scalar energy human thought is scalar light scalar energy this is what I've found. This is what I've discovered. There is a realm, there is a dimension outside of Newtonian physics in which there's no physical reality. It's all intention. It's all mind. It's all what some people call logos or, or the mind of God. And yes, Bruce Lipton, he's right. There, there is a non-physical realm. Some people call it the field. And once we start realizing that this field, this information field is real, then we're going to finally discover that the information field, scalar energy, serves as the instructions for the universe. Scalar mm -hmm. energy, the energy from the stars, instructs everything. Some listeners to this podcast will have context for what I'm about to share. And I've, I've discussed it on other podcast appearances, but... I think I think at least most people have had some experience in consciousness that that blew them away that they couldn't explain, right? Like a precognitive dream or you think about a friend and then they call you on the phone. You know, um my experiences with with psychedelics and flotation therapy and my commitment to have consistent um, out-of-body experiences inside the float tank took me on an 18-month journey where I was having uh, projections out of the float tanks and interacting with uh, with with non-physical entities and beings nightly with recall that blew my mind. And so what I want people to do who are listening right now is to think about a time in their life where they they can't they, deja vu even have had some sort of experience where they're like, man, that was really cool. It made, you know, gave me butterflies in my stomach and it was meaningful to me in my life. And I want to invite everybody to have an open mind when they're listening right now to Tom talk, because we're going to, we're going to go deep into this. And I, and I want to say it early in this, in this episode that Tom is going to give every single person an offer to for 15 days of, of free scalar energy sessions. So 
if, 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 if you are even open to some of the stuff, which I hope you are, just know that there's a no strings attached offer that Tom has, has provided for everybody. Just maybe I want to build on that or yeah. go to that. Yeah. That, again, that's brilliant. So what are we working with? Scalar energy is a new and emerging science in which we have finally identified intuition. For instance, one of your examples, sometimes you think about somebody and lo and behold, you get an email from them or they call you on the phone or you meet with them within a, a few minutes on the street. That is a scalar energy connection. You, we could see into the future, so to speak. Scalar energy connects two people. Now, this has been proven also by physicists. If you separate a molecule at a distance, those two pieces of, of molecule that were once joined together seem to correspond or communicate instantaneously regardless of the distance. That's fascinating. Why? That's a scalar energy communication. Now, this is what I've found with my instrument. I can communicate with stars instantaneously. If I were to take a photograph of a star and place it inside my instrument, my instrument looks at the energy of the star on the photograph and communicates with that star instantaneously. So we're not working with Newtonian physics in which there's a limit to the, how fast a wave can propagate, 186,000 miles per second. In a scalar energy realm, in the realm of consciousness, there is no limit. As a matter of fact, everything communicates instantaneously. So we're going to move from Newtonian physics, which is slow. It really is, is, is almost a belabored force. Working now with a scalar energy force field where all communication will communicate instantaneously, transmit instantaneously. This is a new paradigm, people. It's a new way of living. <laughs> the molecules instantaneously communicating, I think of uh, Einstein's spooky action at a distance yes. explanation. That's exactly yes. what it is, right? Exactly. Now, we go back to Einstein. Apparently, he said he, he observed how two molecules could communicate at a distance instantaneously. He could not understand that. And his only drawback was this. He was stuck on electromagnetic theory. You cannot, you cannot define instantaneous communication of two objects at a distance by way of electricity or magnetism. It's not an electromagnetic event. When you have instantaneous communication between two objects at a vast different this distance, it's a scalar energy event. So this is Einstein's um, uh, downfall. He did not recognize scalar energy. Um, as I as I went through the website, um, you know, I'm I'm no stranger to um, fringe. It's not a slight. Obviously, you know, I'm on board, Tom. Um, um, I'm no I'm no stranger to um, alternative modes of healing and 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 open to this. And also, I am always skeptical of you know red lasers in your nose and you know, blue, like all, all the stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic at heart and also open. When you go and look at 175 pages of testimonials on the website and read some of the experiences that people have had by sending you a photograph from Lyme disease to IBS to a sick puppy, the, that means something. There is a social proof 
in in what you're doing that I think you have to pay attention to, regardless of your level of skepticism. And it goes all the way back. I think the first one was like 2012, maybe was the, uh, maybe even earlier than that was the first, like maybe tell, maybe share one or two stories from, from your memory um, that, that really is no surprise to you, but, but really stand out in your mind as to how effective this is. Okay. We have an ongoing clinical study in Delhi, India. We're working with an HIV community by the name of Om Prakash, Om Prakash. God bless them. We've received 5,000 photographs of people from this clinic in Delhi, India, who were at one time HIV positive. After submitting their photographs to us, the people report that they feel better. And everybody who's had a follow-up polymerase chain reaction test, everybody reports that there's no viral load everybody at the clinic reports that they feel better. So this is an ongoing trial. Om Prakash and the clinic, the, the news out of the clinic is just outstanding. Now, some of the local attending physicians don't know what to make of it because their clients, their patients, no longer have a viral load for HIV. Amazing. <laughs> Man, how could they explain it, right? Like besides... <laughs> You know, it, it can't be it can't be explained by Newtonian physics now. And, and I don't say this to be snide. Obviously, we're all gentlemen here. Um, you, you have to delve into this new science and you have to have an understanding of this new theory in order to, to make an explanation. So how do I explain the fact that somebody can send me a photograph and by sending energy into their photograph, the HIV virus is destroyed or eradicated or it's undetectable? Well, everything is, is information. And if two particles in outer space can communicate with one another instantaneously, then if I have a photograph of a person, I can communicate with that person instantaneously by way of their photograph. You could call that the scatter energy transmission, or you could call that teleportation, or you could call that spooky uh, action at a distance. Call it what you will. This is the new science in which we work with quantum fields, energy fields. I don't work with people. I've never worked with a human being or, or an animal in my life. I work with their energy field. As I was reading through the the testimonials and, and trying to really get my arms around this, which is <laughs> challenging, uh, uh, I, I was I was thinking about how obviously this has been used for healing and. And I'm curious about what about those folks who are not necessarily sick, um, not not dealing with an ailment or a sickness, but maybe want to become more optimal. They want more energy. Maybe they want more money. Maybe they want more love. Like, yeah. is that is that within the realm of the work you do? I, I believe so. The energy is so strong. I believe it will reprogram our brain waves or our seven chakras. Now, many people have told us that they're happier after these sessions and that they, they have this feeling of elation. They're almost euphoric, very happy. Uh, others say that they can dream and remember their dreams. Well, all of this calls to mind that this non-physical action has done something to their brain waves, has done something to their memory, to their, their cognition, some, done something to their, their dream recall. Now, that's quite fascinating. This new frontier, uh, there's, it's unlimited, the potential here. It's unlimited. I've always said that Mental health 
will we'll see its finest hour through the, the advent of scalar energy. Scalar energy will solve many mental health issues. Hmm. I'm sure you've thought of this, but how, how, do, how does one scale scalar energy? Um, well, consider the fact that I can work with people around the world by way of a photograph. Now, people many times will send me group photographs. Today in my laboratory, I work with half a million photographs. One instrument, one scalar energy instrument could easily work with 5 million photographs at any particular point in time. So what am I getting at? I, I could work with 5 million people simultaneously. How do we scale it? It's already been done. How, we, how will we scale this is by a grassroots effort of people sharing this information. Now, I am a sole researcher. I don't have a staff. Very few people have, have gone down this path of scalar energy research. So unless you have experience, you really can't make advances in this new and emerging science. Not by choice. I'm the only researcher that I know of. And with that in mind, I have to carry the torch for the time being. This episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus, the non-synthetic HGH alternative that works so incredibly well. And I'm going to talk to you about how I use it and why I love it. And then I'll tell you some of the details about what it is and how it works. Number one, I do not exaggerate when I tell you that BioPro Plus is the most effective supplement I've ever taken to enhance vitality. So that's energy, metabolism, that is sleep, that is libido. All of those things have been enhanced since I've been taking it, and so many of my coaching clients and you listeners can attest to that. It's super simple. It's literally the first thing I do in the morning. After I wake up and use the bathroom, I unscrew the cap to a little tiny vial of the liquid, and then I just pour it underneath my tongue, and that's how I start my day. I can usually start to feel it after about 30, 45 minutes. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. Go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP to get $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I tried this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. Yeah, that was one of my questions as well is, is there anyone on the planet that's doing anything similar? Do they, are there devices that exist somewhere that, that, uh, that touch on it? Okay. Now from my vantage point, and this is just my limited vantage point. I've not seen anybody on the internet with a valid scalar energy instrument. The instruments that I see on, on the internet are electromagnetic, electrical instruments, which is fine. I'll, I'm just gonna speak about scalar energy instruments. Uh, I think I'm the only person in the world now who has a scalar energy instrument who's offering this in a commercial setting. If somebody's doing this privately, it's not to my knowledge. 
tell us a little bit more about the Hieronymus family and 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 what, what did they know that, that we didn't? Uh, Galen Hieronymus, the inventor, started his career as an electrical engineer. He was uh, stationed at the Kansas City Power Company, a brilliant man. Later in his life, he started working with um, scalar energy instrument, and he he discovered that there's another source of energy, and he was out to him he was he was thunderstruck that this energy did not attenuate over distance, that this energy could communicate anywhere in the world. Well, he started to to introduce this energy, and eventually he he caught the attention of NASA. At one time, he worked with the Apollo Eleven astronauts by way of their photograph. Through the blessing of NASA, he was able to keep in touch with the astronauts while they were orbiting the moon by way of their photograph. Now, he tried to introduce this to the world, and he introduced this to many government agencies, U.S. government agencies, but they just didn't quite grasp it. And it, it went to the dustbin, sadly. Brilliant man. I'm trying to continue on with his work, but uh, it takes time. You have to introduce an entirely new concept to mankind. Hmm. I imagine that when you have a, an instrument like you have that is exhibiting results that it is, that you probably, well, I know this to be true because in moments you can... You, you you Google your name and you immediately see a lot of skeptics. Um, and my question is, is on, on a spectrum of skepticism to like all out suppression, do you think that there's just general confusion and sort of like cast it aside or, or do you think that there is a, a targeted and systematic uh, suppression of, of what you're doing. This is free energy. Again, this is the energy of the stars. So if my work proves to be valid and I could work with anybody by way of a photograph, then eventually I'll be able to work with buildings by way of a photograph. So if I can provide free energy by way of a photograph of a person, eventually I'll be able to provide free energy by way of a photograph of a building. I'll let that sink in. This is a free energy device in which it will make obsolete many technologies that are in practice today. So it, it is a concerted effort to discredit my work. I will make this very clear. Not one person, not one group has ever been able to disprove my work. All comments, all comments about my work are subjective. All comments about my work are at a distance. Nobody Nobody has any working knowledge of my instruments, so I don't see how they can offer a scientific point of view. So what am I getting at? Any offhanded remark is, is to their election, but it's subjective, and it's not based in, on science. Hmm. You said grassroots, which I understand. You're, you're one guy with one device able to work with half or 5 million, 5 million people, buildings, et cetera. What would be like a huge win for you as far as getting the word out? I want to help people. I, I come from a Christian background I, and I'm a humanitarian. I simply want to help people. And I want people to see the merit. 
as you said, go to the website, read the uh, 100 plus pages of testimonies. I don't doctor those. There's no influence on my part. The, the proof is there. Ask the people who no longer have a viral load for herpes or HIV. Ask them. Those, those mm. test results are on the website. So why would I do this? Oh, obviously to help people. Why? I'm 63 years of age. Why would I spend a lifetime doing this? It works. This is mm. valid. You know, that this is not a chimeric expression on my part. Do you, you said 63 and you look incredible for 63. You must be using it. Are you using it I, on yourself I am. I am. daily? Yes. The nutrition program really helps me. It slowed down my aging process. I, I'm able to create vitamins and minerals, natural foods, antioxidants, male hormones, et cetera. We have so many programs on the website. And when you do that 24 hours a day, you have the nutrition that you need. And hence, I've slowed down my aging process. Walk us through some of these, some of these programs. Uh, to, to make it clear, I'll, I'll explain. When I want to assemble a nutrient, let's say I have a nutrient, beta carotene. I will actually take a photograph, a magnified photograph of beta carotene and place it in the instrument. Now, that's all information. Again, this is not a biological process. So the energy or the molecular formula of beta carotene is now downloaded into my quantum field. So the instructions of beta carotene are instructed or downloaded into my quantum field, and I start to assemble beta carotene in every cell of my body. So when you can assemble nutrients in every cell of your body 24 hours a day, then you have perfect nutrition. And this is what I've experienced. I have perfect nutrition. Do you, how do you know which... Uh, nutrients to to do? I don't. So I have 350 photographs of micronutrients. And every day I treat myself with those 350 photographs of micronutrients. Again, a photograph of a nutrient has information and that information downloads into my quantum field. So to answer your question, I don't. Only God knows how, how to apportion those 350 micronutrients. The key with scalar energy, it's energy that really is the mind of God. I don't have to program as to how much nutrition we receive. It's, it's, it's auto-directed, if you will. Scalar energy has a, a mind of its own. This is the beauty of my work. I don't have to overguess here. I, I don't have to put my human ego into this or my human reasoning. The energy dictates what is needed. <laughs> yeah, so this some people speak about ai artificial intelligence well i have something much better i have something called god intelligence in which god knows exactly what to do there's no computer programming here this is the intelligence of the universe this is god's intelligence let's maybe go a little bit deeper into into the juxtaposition between god intelligence scalar light scalar energy versus you know, silicone-based chat GPTs and AIs and, you know, general intelligence. Do you think, do you look at those technologies or advancements um, as counter to, I mean, do you, how, how do you, how do you, how do you rectify those? How do you think of them? Any technology should be used to glorify God and to help people. That's the whole point here. 
there's so much in the world today that we can help people with. And the key is if you're really a, a, a keen scientist, you want to help people. You don't want to ever put people in jeopardy. And this is, this is the overarching consideration with my work. The, working with these instruments, it's not a biological process. It's informational. I've never seen an adverse effect because I'm not working in the biological field. I'm working in the informational field. Now, thank God I have all of those stop guards, all of those guardrails with my work. A lot of people are speaking about artificial intelligence today, and, and you're right. If this is not properly marshaled, it's, if it's not properly controlled, it's going to hurt us. It will harm society, like any technology. You, know, whether, you could say we, we've mastered the atom. Yes, we have. And, and, and look what we've done with, with our ability with the atomic model, and we understand that. But if you're going to create an atomic bomb with that technology, no. So it's like, it's, it's like anything. Technology needs a traveling partner. It needs morality. Mm, ooh. I want to stay, I want to stay with the AI stuff because obviously it's, it's topical and relevant and, you know, there's lots of different opinions and applications and so forth. Have you ever considered, you know, taking a photograph of the chat GPT code and putting that in the device to add some benevolence or I don't know, like affect it in a positive way. I, I, I've not done that yet. Um, that's a, that's a great idea, but I've, to answer your question, I've not done that. So what do I propose? The, the people, the human beings who are programming artificial intelligence, why don't they visit me? Why don't they sign up and, and have a chakra balancing or what I call this, this brain reprogram, this, this reprogramming of our conscious to distinguish between right and wrong. That's what scared energy will do. The, there are instructions from God. So what we need to do is, is really work on people, including the people who are programming AI. You know, is this going to become a runaway train? Some people say our artificial intelligence is already a runaway train the expression, if you will, poetic, poetic license here. I don't know. I hope not because it has the potential to get out of hand. Let's face it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm such a, a plebe when it comes to this stuff. I try to follow it, but not get caught up in it. And I see it, you know, seeing it, see it being used in so many different applications. And I, and what as little as I know about how this works is that it is influenced by the available information on the internet. So if you're, so, so essentially information on the internet and people using the information to basically program, you know, let's use chat GPT as the example, the inputs that are going into chat GPT help create the outcomes. And I, I, I have to think that if, if if you could have some sort of influence, a benevolent influence over the the programming of that that AI, that perhaps it you know it could it could morph into a power of good. I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could because scalar energy is the supreme force. Let's face it; these supercomputers are working upon electromagnetic energy. There, it might be artificial intelligence, but it's not the supreme intelligence, which is scalar energy. So do I think a scalar energy device could impart this benevolence upon the artificial intelligence community? And to some extent, yes, of mm -hmm. course. 
It's a, my information system is vast. It's infinite. Now, I want to make this very clear. A scalar energy instrument, there is no boundary. There is no limit. I'm tapping into the mind of God. I'll, I'll make this comment to, to your audience. Many of you who've studied the Bible, there is a, a vessel, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was a scalar energy vessel. This is why the Ark of the Covenant was so strong, so powerful. Please keep going. Keep going. Please keep going. Okay. So with that in mind, if the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant, if, if you read the Bible, it, it, was an, it could accomplish incredible things. And now this is, you know, 4,000 years ago before we had any hands-on experience with, with energy vessels. Well, today I have, in, in some extent, the modern-day equivalent of the Ark of the Covenant. And frankly, I, I've just scratched the surface. This is why I research all the time. This is why I'm, I'm at this uh, 24 hours a day. I, I'm just surprised, almost flabbergasted, that the world hasn't caught on to what I've accomplished. Hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm having a curious distinction. So if the if the if it's infinite potential, and we're working with photographs of you know, nutrients, or, you know, in this case for the listeners, a, a personal photograph that you send, you know, uh, over to Tom that he puts in, uh, uh, in the device, then, then why would there be a distinction between like a chakra balance or a detox or a, you know, a nutrient, you know, thing like if if there are no if there are no limitations then why would you need specificity in the actual programs that, that's my lack of knowledge of the energy so in other words if this really is the mind of god i'm just haven't tapped in yet to the mind of god i still have to program it you're right um and there are different programs that i've come up with because i'm limited in my knowledge how to administer this energy but I, again i'll say if this energy is all knowing, then, then this is going to be the, the information system that we want, not artificial intelligence. Scalar energy is all knowing. It encompasses, some people call that the Akashic record. It, it encompasses all events, past, present, and future, far exceeding the ability of AI. So, and don't think this is a snide comment. AI is limited. Scalar energy is supreme. Yeah, well, I, I I agree with you that AI is limited, and and it's only as good as the human beings who have written the code and are programming it in real time, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um. Given the fact that you have this transcendent, transmutational device, uh, and you're one guy doing all this work, um. I imagine that you have people reaching out wanting to work with you or apprentice, you know, to, to be, to be the future. Um, what, what, why don't you have other people helping you and, and working with this device alongside of you? Nobody's shown me the, the dedication. This is a lifelong project. You know, I, I had to study this 20 years before I really got a handle on it. So some people have approached me, and I've I made it very clear. Are you willing to spend the next 20 years learning this? And I, I'll give you a, a list of books and a list of literature that you can read to start. Well, nobody's made that commitment. 
this is a lifelong commitment. So, and, and one more thing, there's no money in this. There, there's, no, there's no commercial industry. So why would you study for 20 years without a paycheck? Very few people are going to do that. So nobody, nobody has come forward to, 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 uh, to, to meet those requirements. And I, and I don't blame them. Hmm. Get it. <laughs> Interesting. I know it's, it's, it's really a catch, isn't it? You know, a lot of people said, well, Tom, if this is so wonderful, why isn't it catching on? Well, in many ways, because there's no money to be made. You know, if there was money to be made, I would, the phone would ring off the hook. That's not the case. Well, yeah. And if we, you know, if we look at the life of Tesla and, you know, his, his devices and IP being stolen and repackaged and reprogrammed and the work that he was doing, you know, was to, you know, to bring free energy to the world and he died poor and lonely. Uh, I mean, that's, that's that's quite a prospect when you kind of consider it that that yeah and and that's the first time that I've that I've evoked the name of, of Tesla. Can you maybe talk about the influences or or connections or or parallels? You know, without Tesla, I I would be ten years behind in my development. Tesla was such an inspiration to me, especially in, in my younger years, and 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 thereafter I met this Hieronymus family. But Tesla, in theory spurred me on. Tesla gave us the modern day age. In my estimation, Tesla was the first man to control scalar energy. And in many ways, I'm trying to duplicate his work. I've not been that quite successful. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have his understanding. I'm not the engineer that Tesla is. So what is my point? Tesla, throughout his life, he was, had this incredible God-given gift. He could see inventions. He had these intellectual visions. He could, he could actually see in his mind an invention. Well, during his day, he was double-crossed. Uh, during his day, the Rockefellers and the Morgans were against him. They undermined his work. He died penniless, and, and, um, and his, his legacy lives on, but even during his day, he was censored, and for no good reason. Even though his, his inventions worked, the press, the, the corrupt press back then, was against him. Well, today, even though the press has no inclination as to uh, if, if my invention works or not, uh, I am derided, like Tesla. So it's a smear campaign. Uh, nothing surprises me. <laughs> nothing? No, no. <laughs> I, I see, uh, I'm not naive. You know, the, I, I've been around the block. None, none of this surprises me. Uh, when I go down little rabbit holes, uh, from and big rabbit holes. I mean, I've, I've told you that I was into astral projection for 18 months until my, my spiritual sort of teacher coach guide. She said, Hey, you may want to be more grounded, Sean, you know, that I know that that's fun and you're getting a lot out of that, but I think your role is to maybe be a little bit more practical and be a little bit more grounded, which is why I, why I kind of quit that. So I've, I've already told you, I've already sort of like opened my kimono and showed you who I am. But, uh, I, you know, as I go down these rabbit holes and learn about fascinating technologies, um, you know, buried historical references and so forth, the, this thing that I keep coming back to is, is this, this, this old architecture uh, and looking at like uh, Tartaria 
and cathedrals as as centers for healing that yes it was a place to worship and also the organ that was being played uh you know during the church ceremony uh was was also healing the attendees therein i look at the you know these incredible ornate cathedrals from hundreds and hundreds of years ago that we couldn't possibly make today what happened to those who built those you know taking rods pulling down information from the ether and creating energy and you can actually see these rods still in some of these cathedrals in in europe where it's pulling energy from the ether via these rods on the top of these cathedrals that go down the sides of the buildings is there is there any is there any correlation or connection to what you do and 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 do you have an opinion about tartaria yeah, yeah. you're right many of the ancient structures in some way were passive collectors passive generators of scalar energy there's many churches cathedrals obelisks pyramids that would capture scalar energy and, and harness it um as a corollary, my predecessor, Hieronymus, was able to grow plants in his basement in the dark with a scatter energy instrument. Hieronymus took, took an antenna on the top of his home, ran captured scatter energy, ran a copper wire from that antenna into his basement, into the potted plants. And Hieronymus grew plants in the dark with a scatter energy apparatus. Now, if you can do that with a cathedral, you can do that according to Galen Hieronymus and, and produce life by way of scalar energy. So whether it's spiritual life in these cathedrals, or whether we're using pyramids or obelisk or some type of ge geometric form, or you're Galen Hieronymus and you can funnel scalar energy, etheric energy from an antenna on the top of your home into the, your basement where there are potted plants that are receiving that energy in, in plain pitch black uh, uh, darkness, then yes, that's the correlation. Whether it's life of plants or the life, the spiritual life of man, all of this is animated. And the central animating force is scalar energy, zero point energy, call it consciousness. This is how important scalar energy is. It's the animating force of everything, and we're missing it sadly. Hmm. Are there are there opposing forces? Um, uh, are there uh, people, organizations, um, otherworldly entities that are um, maybe not excluded from? from scalar energy because it is all around us and it is, it is in us and it exists, you know, all the time. Uh, I guess my question is like, is my, in my understanding of, of how uh, the interplay between the dark and the light, you know, this sort of duality understanding that, that there are, there is good, there is good and bad. There are opposing forces. Is there a presence that works against scalar energy that we know of? It would only be a, a contrivance by by people who who don't want mankind to advance. In other words, if scalar energy is from God and then stars broadcast this, nothing can impede it. So it's in every nook and cranny of the universe, so to speak. But if if you have a corrupt press, and we do, and if 
governments are corrupt and big business is corrupt, and that's the case today, then you're not going to see that this, this is being promoted. This energy will solve problems, but in so doing, it will hurt the bottom line, and those in power will lose their power. So with that in mind, it's, it really is, is considered to be, um, uh, if you will, taboo still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for people who are, how, how does a person decide which of the different programs that you offer, which, which one to choose? How, how would someone, you know, take a look at the menu of, of offerings and, and make, make a choice? I, I would say, go to the website and read, first of all. And, and the most important thing is try at least a 15-day free session. See if this does something for you. Anybody in the world can sign up for 15 days of free sessions. Thereafter, if you felt something, call our support desk and, and uh, walk through this with one of our uh, support agents. And we'll explain to you what people have experienced with this energy. So you're, you're really going to, there's nine different sessions. So you're really going to try each session maybe one after another each month. That's the best way. Now, there's no shame in that because this has never been done before. This is a brand new experience. So you have to start from square one. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's helpful. I'm trying. (laughs) I I know it's, it's, it's so esoteric and it's so fascinating. Once you really get your, get your mind around this, scalar energy are the instructions for everything. Everything from my hand to my psyche to the planets. There has to be order in the universe. Where does that order come from? There, everything has to have instructions, whether it's the mitochondria of cells or the galaxies of stars. Instructions, energy, scalar energy, scalar instructions, that's it. That powers the universe. The animating force, the instructions, the intelligence for everything is scalar energy. There's nothing more fundamental. There's nothing more important than scalar energy. Does a does does the understanding of scalar energy would that provide or solve the sort of equation or theory of everything? You know, does it? Yeah. This is it. This is everything. If this again, I have a Christian background. So I'm biased. My bias is that there is a God, and God is all-knowing, and God imparts his wisdom, his knowledge, through light, light, energy. So God does not need a computer. He, doesn't, he does not need artificial intelligence. Light is fundamental. Now, I'm going to make that very clear. If you were God, so to speak, and you're working in the universe to instruct the universe, then you would have some fundamental law that works with some fundamental underpinning that instructs everything, which is what? Energy, light. Scalar light is the fundament of the universe. Which individuals out there in the world would you really love to connect with and make the case for and advocate for what you do? I want the people this is all grassroots. I want the people to work with me. I'll be very blunt. Many governments, not all, many governments are corrupt. Many businesses are corrupt. Even academia is corrupt. Let's avoid the corruption because that's a dead end. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't care what your last name is. That doesn't impress me. So I'm going to work with people. And this will be grassroots and the grassroots effort will carry this. We will, we will make our mark with people. Now, the fact that I work with people, I don't have to deal with this political intrigue. I don't, I don't have to answer to a board of directors that are corrupt or greedy. So just, you know, cons put yourself in my shoes. Why would I want to answer to a corrupt government? So if, if the CDC, WHO uh, called you tomorrow and said, hey, we're interested in what you're doing, we're going to send you some photos, what would you say? I, I first I, I would want to have a dialogue with them, and I would first say, are you serious? Are you are you sincere? I mean, if you're honest, I'll work with you. But looking at your track record, it's, I find it rather dubious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that'd be fair. <laughs> you know, I I'm no fool. I mean, no, I don't I don't trust the CDC. No, I don't tr trust the World Health World Health Organization. I I've seen too many mistakes, and uh, they're not driven by humanitarian ideals. Yeah. There's, a, there, there's, there's other motivating factors and it, it's not good. Yeah. Right. Um, what, oh, there's so many places we could go. I'm just like, <laughs> just trying to put my, put my brain back together here. A simple question. Do you have to believe in it in order for it to be effective? No, I've treated dogs and cats and they feel great. <laughs> Duh, right. I've, I've, I've treated infants and God bless them. You know, they're just not of the age of reasoning. Um, <clears throat> for instance, I've been working, I have friends in Hawaii. There's a blight of, of fungus, the ohia tree, O-H-I-A. Ohia trees have a fungal blight. And we're able to take photographs of the ohia tree and eradicate this fungus. Now, God bless the trees, they're feeling better, but I don't think they're aware that they're being treated with a scalar energy apparatus. Right. <laughs> now, well, maybe, they, if, maybe they are. Maybe they're smarter than us, I'm just kidding. So what, what is my point? I think if you welcome this energy, I think the healing will be accelerated. Yeah, right, because we're talking about consciousness. We're talking about openness to, yeah. I mean, miracle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, and not to be snide, maybe dogs and cats just accept this, and that's why they respond so favorably. They don't double think this. Yeah, they don't have. They're they're not they're not jaded and, and exactly. Uh, <laughs> they're not negative, right? They're just like those especially cats. dogs. If it works, it works <laughs> exactly. Right. You know. Right. And that's you know the point well taken. And, and again, I'm not we're not being condescending here. This is what I've noticed. Animals recover very quickly. Animals respond very quickly. You know, they they don't have uh, they don't have those psychological problems. So if we if we go as far back to the Ark of the Covenant as a reference to a scalar energy device, and we go even further back, maybe we go, I mean, shoot, maybe we go to Atlantis or Lemuria or even further back. Um, do you have any? understanding of of other applications or or other references to sort of prehistory where where this may have been used um I'll, I'll go back to my 
understanding as a Christian. I believe Adam and Eve were created with this perfect scalar energy environment. That's why they were immortal. If you believe this, the, 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 the uh, Genesis story, that Adam and Eve were in perfection. They did not have to work. Everything was given to them because they had dominion over nature. So scalar energy gave them the dominion over nature. Now, if we go back to the Garden of Eden, that's my ultimate goal. Go back to the Garden of Eden, give everybody the tools of scalar energy, and we won't have to work. There will, there will be no disease. We'll be super intelligent. We will recognize our super genius. Everybody has super intelligence. But we have to go back to that energy paradigm that allows us to be disease-free, immortal, show our super intelligence to be very happy, to slow down the aging. I have mm -hmm. a belief that if, if you look in the Old Testament, many people live to three or 400 years of age because we were living in a scalar energy environment, a very strong scalar energy environment. And that's why people could live to 300, 400 years of age. They did not age very quickly. I am not aging very quickly. I am under the care of scalar energy. I have slowed down my aging process. As the people of the Old Testament have slowed down their aging process because they lived in a strong scalar energy force field. Mm, I've heard I've heard that and, and I don't recall where, but yeah, I, I have heard that that the that the actual environment in which the you know um figures figures of the Bible, you know, with multi-hundred year lifespans. Uh, that it was a different place, and you're saying that 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 what the that the, there was a stronger scalar energy influence over the planet at that time. Correct, exactly, exactly. How could this happen across the board? Now, let's face it: uh, six thousand years ago, we did not have modern day medicine. Well, thank God we didn't need it. You had you had a very strong scalar energy force field. That prevented diabetes, that prevented heart attacks, that prevented neurological impairment. So the energy, the very strong scan energy force field, not only allowed people to have long lives, lives of longevity, but they were pain-free. They, they had a quality of life. They were robust. So once again, the, the real key here, the animating force of everything, including health, is light, energy. So what then has happened in since then to the environment on the planet that has that has reduced the, the potency of that scalar force? Well, for some reason, God no longer has that strong scalar energy force field. And this is why we only live to 70, 80, 90 years of age. I'd love to live for 400 years of age. I mean, that was the norm. And you have to ask yourself, why were people living three to 400 years of age? It had to be the scalar energy force field. You know, a vegetable is a vegetable. I realized they had clean water back then without PCBs, but what, what was the, you know, what's the real motivating force here? What's, what's the pivotal moment? We had a strong scalar energy force field 6,000 years ago. Hmm. Yeah, there's also reference in, in the Egyptian uh kings and queens that they lived for 300 and 400 years and it was and it's so common yes. in the hieroglyphs that it's like yeah of course this this ruler ruled for 300 years it's like well, to, uh, that's a tough 
tough to wrap your brain it, around. It, it really is. Now you have to ask yourself, you know, do they have exceptional vegetables? Well, I'm sure their vegetables were not hybridized like ours, but you know, you know, I, I don't think vegetables are the only reason. Clean drinking water, yeah, they didn't have Roundup back then. They didn't have to deal with chemicals and pollutants. How can you live three to 400 years of age? I, I'm saying that the, the major force would have had to been energy, light energy. I am curious about the, I mean, you're, you're very consistent and, 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 you know, you're conveying a level of care for humanity and, you know, you've used the word humanitarian. You're obviously full of purpose. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing if you weren't, but I am, I'm curious about the, 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 the burden is not the right word, but the impact that the work that you do has has on your physical body and you've already told us that you're you know you you work on yourself as well but what about the psychological and emotional and and spiritual weight of what you're doing it must it must be overwhelming at times it, it is today this morning i when i started treating people early in the morning i worked with half a million people today i can work with group photographs i work with half a million people today and just consider, we're just starting out. Eventually, we'll be working with two, three million people a day. That's quite the responsibility. I'll be, you're right. That's, that's top of my mind. That gets me up every morning without question. This is an incredible responsibility. I cannot emphasize this enough. I need the help of the world. I need a grassroots movement to help me. I cannot do this alone. Which, which organizations? Which organizations, uh, committees, groups of people have really embraced what you're doing? Is there anything that any, any like Findhorn in Scotland or, you know, other organizations around the world that, that have really gotten behind what you're doing? Zero, none, zero, none. And again, I, I'm very blunt. I'm not hiding. I, I don't hide. Why hasn't any government approached me? any government agency. How about a university, a think tank, a charitable organization, some type of business, a trust? Well, where are they? No, no, it's just, I'm not hiding, but they certainly don't, don't approach me. This is all grassroots, and I'm fine by that. If we have to do it just with, with people, we can avoid the politics. We'll just make it all grassroots. When when do you foresee the study? I, I I just took a look at the clock and I'm kind of aware of time. But um, when do you foresee the conclusion of the HIV study in Delhi, and and what do you hope will come from that? I think the um, the HIV study is so successful. You know how can five thousand people no longer have HIV and keep the lid keep the lid on it, so to speak? This is going to blossom. This study will never end. That's my projection. India now is the most populous country in the world. There are, what, 1.3, 1.4 billion people living in India. And how can you keep under wraps, so to speak, 5,000 people who no longer have an HIV viral load? So this is going to, um, if you will, catapult us throughout India. Um, 
and you'll hear about this on the nightly news, maybe begrudgingly from from the the news media, but in the next five years, you'll hear this on the nightly news because mm-hmm. it, five those five thousand people will eventually grow to a hundred thousand, and then a million, and then ten million, and it, it won't be able to you won't be able to suppress this any longer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Forgive me if I'm, you know, I, I knew what I was getting into today. You know, it's yeah. not like I, you know, like I, I think I first heard, I've, I've, I've known about the work for years. I've almost submitted pictures, you know, two or three times in the past, but to, 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 to finally get you and have you on the, uh, on the podcast is a real treat. Um, uh, but, but it's still, it still is staggering. It still is, is, is hard to, to really kind of wrap your brain around, wrap my brain around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you why, because you were, we were, we grew up with this Newtonian concept and this is the dimension that we realize, which is fine, but there's another dimension where things just happen instantaneously, the scalar energy dimension. Now, for instance, when you want to travel somewhere, you have to get in a car or a plane and you have to travel there. It takes time. When people travel to my laboratory, they teleport to my laboratory. They, people bilocate to my laboratory by way of a photograph. So the photograph of a person transcends time and space. And with that, I'm not only able to work with one photograph, I can work with hundreds of photographs or I can work with millions of photographs in a day. Now, that in and of itself takes a while to digest and consider what does this mean? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, have you done any work with just because it's near and dear to my heart and it's something that, that I have not shied away from and I've lost some listeners and I've lost some friends, you know, over the last three years because of my outspokenness against the COVID narrative, uh, and the treatments, um, have you worked with any, oh man, I'm going to dance around the language a little bit, but have you, have you worked with any, injured people um recently let me say this about the pandemic i live in florida why is that notable well we're an open state during the pandemic the covid 19 pandemic i worked with family and friends by way of their photograph everybody was healthy not one of my hundreds of family members and friends mostly friends did not one of us went to the hospital not one of us was was put in intensive care Okay, now that's that's the pandemic. At the very height of the pandemic, we we were all relatively healthy. As far as the consequences of this pandemic, and some of the foolish decisions that have been made, some of the ill-founded decisions that have been made, I predict that there will be many long-standing health complications because of the the mistakes that have been made from so many organizations, including government, academia, business. This was a poorly managed pandemic and the follow-up was a poorly managed response. Many mistakes are coming to light. I'll leave it at that right now, but we could have done better. We should have done better. Many mistakes that could have been avoided, we did not avoid. Yeah. Well, I, we're in agreement there wholeheartedly. And, 
and I uh, allow me to take it one step further. I think the responses, again, the treatments, the approaches have uh, some folks say is going to be devastational to to the population. Uh, and that it's going to it's going to cause um, real real havoc on people's health. And I, I have to imagine that in the place where you're sitting in the work that you do, that you must you must experience that pretty pretty profoundly. Yes, you're right. I'll share this with the audience. I, I rely upon a number of Catholic mystics who receive messages from God from heaven. Without exception, every Catholic mystic that has received a message about the pandemic and and the uh, the aftermath has said there's going to be long-standing health complications. Without equivocation, every mystic has been told that by God. This, this is not going away. Long-standing health complications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So let's say someone had some sort of treatment. Again, we're dancing around it, but let's say somebody had a treatment because they're employer told them to, or their government bribed them with donuts to do, and now they're not feeling good. Um, could, what might be the, their best plan of action, which program and how would they approach it if they wanted to look to Scalar Light to help them? You know, I, I always start people out with the 15 day free sessions, go to the website, try the 15 day free sessions, and then Let's see if you feel better. Let's see if after the 15 days of free sessions, if there's any significant improvement, and then we'll take it from there. I want to make this very clear. I'm not a medical professional. What I'm practicing is not medical practice. This is a new science in which we work with photographic force fields. So how is this going to impact uh, uh, people today post-pandemic? It's hard to say. Yeah. What else are the Catholic mystics telling you? I want to hear what they, I want to know what they know. Yeah. <clears throat> the Catholic mystics without equivocation have said the COVID-19 virus is man-made. The purpose of this man-made virus is to disrupt humanity and, and to bring about death. Why? Because the new world order wants to reduce the world population. So this is nefarious. This is evil. This is planned. This is not an accident. These are engineered viruses. And, and the plan by the New World Order is to reduce the world population. They've said it. <laughs> you look it up. You know, it's, it's on record. Yeah. And uh, wow. it's a shame that we have to go through this. But um, there is evil in the world. And, and we've seen it with with this creation of a man-made virus and the destruction that it's that has taken place from it. And you know, shame on those who, who are avoiding these facts. That doesn't help. How do you, since we're going there, uh, again looking at the time, want to be want to be mindful. How do you characterize evil? How do you think about it? When you go against God's will, when you're trying to harm somebody. You, know, you you could put it down to the Ten Commandments. If you follow the Ten Commandments, this would be a perfect society. There is a morality. You have to have some type of moral compass. See, this is the key with technology here. As, as we become more and more advanced, you know, speaking about AI, the, the traveling partner of AI better be a moral compass. 
Mm. Otherwise, you know, the, the more sophisticated you get and the more powerful your technology is and the greater potential for good or evil, well, you, you need moral people when you have such, such technology, such advances at your beck and call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we could do a whole three hours on, on AI. And <laughs> let's, let's not. <laughs> now, what, what I propose is let your audience try these sessions and then yeah. maybe, maybe in a year we'll come back and, and we'll, we'll have a feedback from people. I want people to prove it to themselves. That's why I give away free sessions. It's, it's the best way for me to get the information out there. I don't have money to advertise. So how do I yeah. get the message out there? I have to give away free sessions. Yeah. It's experience, right? It's, yeah. it's one thing. It's a, it's one, just like anything, right? It's like exercise or quality nutrition or love a hug. Theoretically, you could read about it. You could understand right. it theoretically, right. but right. until you experience it, this like this gnosis, this like experience that you you have something that is noticeable, some sort of change in you that until that happens, then it's just an idea. It's just a, a thing you heard on a podcast. So where, where people, where do people go? We'll, we'll, we'll kind of take this thing home. I want to ask you a fill in the blank question here in a minute, but well, where, where do people go to take you up on your, on your free 15 day? The, the website is scalarlight.com. S C A L A R light.com. Scalarlight.com. Tell your friends and family, they can sign up too. The key is a grassroots movement. If a million people signed up for the free trial, then there would be some type of a, if you will, a snowball effect and the road would get out there. So the more the merrier, help yourself. Awesome, very cool. So the last question that I have for you, and I just wanna say this has been uh, everything that I hoped it would be. <laughs> and, and, and I, I hope that I asked good enough questions to, to, uh, to can help you help you convey and verbalize, you know, the, the profundity and the power of what you're doing. So, um, this, I, I'm very thankful for this time. Um, but this last fill in the blank question can be really regarding anything, uh, and you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish, but please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing That God is in charge and that God loves us. If people would, would have this notion that there is a supreme being and that even though this world is chaotic, it's still under the control of God. Trust God. That's what I would leave your audience with. Beautiful. Tom Palladino, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Pleasure. Thank you.